we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Okay, so let's get into this message. Today we're going to be talking, I'm, I'm going to address the mothers. Uh, we're going to be talking to the mothers today, mothers that are mothers and mothers to be. Mothers in the future, amen. Some of y'all, it's taking a while, but your blessing is on the way. Amen, amen. You keep the, look at somebody say, keep the faith. You keep faith in Jesus, amen. And take care of yourself. Don't be smoking blunts and trying to keep faith. (laughs) Why they do that? (laughs) Burning sage and trying to keep faith, amen. Christians don't burn sage. The only sage I burn is in dressing. <laughs> that's a dressing herb. You don't be carrying it around the house trying to, you know, that's witchcraft. It's witchcraft because you're warding off evil spirits by opening up portals for other spirits to come in and protect you. That's what the sage represents. Any spirit that's coming through sage burning might protect you for a couple of days and then it's going to turn on you. I'm preaching. Can I preach in here? We don't do that stuff. Y'all better watch these. I told y'all witchcraft is on YouTube. And, some, and it's disguised sometime in a way where you don't know it's witchcraft because they broke it up into so many things. And so all you women, all this cleansing and these pearls and beads and all this stuff. Y'all better, man, you better let God naturally cleanse you. Quit eating Doritos and onion dip every night and you won't have to use the witch cleanse. The witch cleanse formula. Amen. You don't think eating additives and preservatives got something to do with that? Oh, but I love my Funyuns. I got to get, get a couple of pearls with the Funyuns. Clean your, amen. Your body stink because you, what you eat stink. <laughs> my mama is on the edge of her seat right now. Where is this going? <laughs> I, it's got to stop right here. <laughs> but, <laughs> amen. Men, too. You musty because your food is busted. I mean, where is it going to go if that's the way you eat all the time? <laughs> uh, you eat a jar of pickled pig feet for breakfast, bro, you going to be pickled. You going to smell pickled, tart, and sour. Ain't eat a salad every now and then. And quit dr- dr- drowning in dressing. You know, some of y'all salad got more calories than a hamburger. <laughs> you can make a salad. I was at Salada. Salada is my spot. I'm sitting there, just behind this lady. I had to text my sister because we usually meet up in there a lot or whatever. I text her. I said, this, lady's, this lady might as well go across and get a burger fry with three meats with what she's putting on this salad. Four different dressings. Four different dressings. I mean, do you want a straw with that? You need a straw with your salad. <laughs> no matter what kind of cologne I use, I still got an odor. Look how you eating. Can I tell the truth in here? That's got everything to do with it. She had everything in that salad. And then got to the end. Yes, an avocado, please. Avocado. The avocado is irrelevant. You just canceled the avocado out. Have to get some natural fats in this salad. (laughs) All right. Anyway, um, let's talk about mothers today. Let me get this. All right. Yeah. 
Last week, we got out real early. We're going to start do, trying to do that. No? Uh, I'm already past that point? Okay, well, not this week. We're going to start that at, at another, another time. Amen. All right. But anyway, we're talking about the modest mother, adamantbeliever.com forward slash modest mother. Amen. Y'all remember holiness? Holiness was extreme, but it was necessary. Sometimes it's better to set the bar too high than to not have a bar. Because once, once you lower the bar, the folks are going to go a few steps lower than the bar. So if you go on and get the bar up there real high, when they lower it, they still in the good. Because our internet, the internet has just really messed some people up, especially women. You know, there are, men, there are a few men going to gym and showing off their chest and their pecs and stuff on the internet, but very few of those because that's a lot of work. <laughs> and a lot of brothers doing that because that's a lot of work. Amen. <laughs> Landon go to the gym at 4 or 5 o'clock and don't come home sometime to 8, 9. I said, like, boy, what are you? I mean, I don't understand. You know, he said that, you know, he don't have no woman, so he here there working it out. And that's fine with me. I know where Landon is. Just, yes, go in there and lift, it, lift, that four, lift them four bills. Get them up there. But that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to be built like him. So I, I ain't doing that. So I ain't uploading no chest fo- photos. Hey, man, Eddie Long, it took a lot to look like Eddie Long in his, in his younger days. It's easy to look like him later on. But in them younger days, that, that take work for that shirt to fit like that. Hey Amen. That's hard. So, you know, we don't, you just don't see it a lot on the internet, men. But these women, Lord. You know, it, Lord. Lord. I mean, and it really don't matter what they built like. I'm going to tell the truth in the church today. Don't you get offended. So it, it really don't matter. There's like no, no judge. <laughs> the word I should use is discretion. There's no discretion. And I was on the internet the other day and I was looking, you know, looking around and the Lord was just dealing with me about this. And, you know, just why, you know, why are these folks showing themselves like this? You know, I mean, what, it, what, it, what is really going on? And it's a spirit that has this generation. Of course, I talk about narcissism a lot. But with, men, with, with women, it's, it's not narcissism, really. You, that's usually men. With women, it's, it's, they're searching for approval. They're searching for approval. And then right when I was doing a study or whatever, this Carmina sent me something that uh, Aisha Curry said, uh, uh, Steph's wife, Lord. And she said, you know, and I kind of know what she tried to mean, but she made me mad. She made me mad because she she has so many young girls that follow her and look up to her and looked at her as being a content homemaker. She was like the poster woman for content, being content as a homemaker. And now she comes out and says she wants what all the hoochie mamas want attention from men. And I didn't like that at all because I know that that's only going to push these young girls that follow her. It's going to just make them rethink their goals. 
And you got to realize that a lot of these folks are growing up without someone to guide them and lead them. They're growing, out, they're growing up without sound wisdom and advice, sound doctrine. They're growing up on the Internet and with a smartphone. So they're missing a lot of things, especially when it comes to modesty. Modesty used to be taught once a month in the churches I grew up in. Once a month. They was going to have modesty, a message. Some woman was going to get up there, and I mean measure sleeve sizes. <laughs> Counting toes, that's out. And I don't know who it was it there that was so perverted that the women literally had to hide. But <laughs> they would go overboard with it. I think it was, you know, overboard, but I understand the concern. When the parent isn't there to direct the child and the child is wilding. And she's going to grow up and be a mama that's wilding. No sound wisdom and not understanding discretion. Amen? So let's, let's, let's frame this real quick. The modest mother, and we're going to deal with this. Amen. You know, save women don't show themselves. They keep themselves covered. Ain't that what you do? Save women. You ain't on the internet with cleavage shots and down blouse selfie sticks. Panoramic view of you in the mirror and all that. We, you know, amen. Save for real. Save for real. You ain't trying to seduce nobody if you save for real. Amen. You get convicted when you put on the wrong thing. Even when you come into church. You know, you knew before anyone else how it was fitting. Can I preach in here? You know, we, you know we're, not a, we're not Kojic or nothing like that. We don't claim to be a holiness church or nothing like that, but we practice holiness. Because holiness without, no man's going to see the Lord. So if you seducing folks and trying to get looks and second looks and look backs, look back at your back, then you're in sin. Now, y'all know me now. I don't have a problem with you looking nice. I think you should look, the, especially if you're single and on the market, you need to look the best you can look. I'm with you on that. You need to be all that you can be when you come to church. Amen. You don't need to be on the clearance shelf in the discount aisle. Coupon day. Amen. Amen. You, you want to look the best you can. Right? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with making yourself look good and fixing yourself up. But you don't do it to draw looks and cause somebody to fall and stumble. Amen. You look the best you can look. You don't look the best somebody wants you to look. And married women, you know, it's just a shame. And that's why the Aisha Curry comment was so upsetting to me because that's all Steph's fault. 100%, 120% Steph Curry's fault. That's his fault. If the way he looks at her don't satisfy her, that's his fault. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. I know I sound like Farrakhan, but he right about this. <laughs> yeah, that's his fault. That means he's not properly covering her. Whenever a woman is all on the internet showing herself, and man, I don't know why my wife, she takes so many selfies. Brother, you ain't looking at her right. Your looks don't satisfy her. She needs strange looks, strange eyes to feel good about herself. Something wrong with you. 
she calling herself a goddess. And I'm the goddess, the queen. I'm black queen goddess. And trying to throw the fro. Girl, please get somewhere. Say that. That's the husband's fault. But if you were to satisfy her look, she would be. She wouldn't have to get. She would have to slay everywhere she go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I thank God I ain't never had that problem with my wife. I, I just, you know, I don't. And, and my wife is so conscious about how I feels, how I feel about how she looks. Like when she's going out or whatever she's doing. I mean, if I just, if I just, I mean, I don't even know if I just look at her with an eye twitch or anything. What? She's like, what? Like what? Because she want to know. Because she feels like she's going out to represent me. Same thing when I'm getting dressed or whatever. If she look and sees I'm like, what? I mean, she wants because we represent each other when we're out. So she's looking like, hey, I might have missed something. Hey, man, ain't no men coming up to me. Man, your wife fond in the mug. <laughs> Brother, what? I don't need that. She don't need that. Get your wig twisted, brother. Don't, don't, you know the hood come out. I got to set the preacher to the side. The hood got to rise up on that one, brother. You out of line. Why are you looking like that? But my wife doesn't carry herself like that, and you shouldn't carry yourself like that either if you're a wife, if you're a mother. You're a single woman, you shouldn't, but if you're a mother, you especially shouldn't. You raising kids. Why are you sexy raising kids? I gotta get my body back tight. Why? I'm gonna preach this message. I don't care if your mama here. She gonna agree with me. Your mama is in agreement with what I'm preaching. She told you on the way up here. She checked your outfit at home. You gonna wear that? Where we going? To the club or church? Where, which one is it? You know she said that. See, look, you know. These mamas know this is the truth. Amen. It's the truth up in here. It's been 20 minutes and I have not advanced one single slide. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Amen. Amen. I went to See Dr. Janine and got the therapy and everything, so y'all can tell I feel I feel pretty good. So I'm taking my time. I, amen. All right. So let me take my time. Amen. All right. The modest mother doc, uh, dot PDF is what we're dealing with today, and I'm gonna start putting these definitions up here because I think folks need to know what stuff means. Modest is an old school holiness word. Church of God, y'all use that word. You know, just old school. So the young folks like modest. Like, what is that? Well, let's explain. And modest isn't just clothes. It's not just your appearance. Right? The first definition for modest is unassuming or moderate in the estimation of one's abilities or achievements. So even a woman that's always talking about her abilities and her achievements, she's not modest. Hoo-wee. always talking about yeah yeah you know I got you know I, I, I got this degree and I work here and I get this oh yeah well, well who take care of your kids oh I drop them off child you drop them off I hope that you know the people you dropping them off with very very well but it's unassuming and moderate so we don't, we don't brag about our accomplishments and stuff that's not being modest let folks ask you stuff 
Why you always got to say it? But it's unassuming and moderate. So you, you, you know, you, you tone it down when you're talking about yourself. Amen. You don't carry old newspaper clippings of your basketball days around. I'll carry these just in case. And it turned all brown looking like the Dead Sea Scrolls. And he's dead. <laughs> that ain't even you in the picture. Oh, were you eight? <laughs> but you got to be modest. Look at somebody and say, be modest. Your estimation of yourself, you need to be modest. Because if you're not humble, you're going to fall. You're going to crash and burn. The Bible says that. And my Bible, how many of your Bible tell the truth? Amen. I told this brother right here named Jay. Oh, Jay. And I told him at the beginning of last season when LeBron James said, I'm the greatest player on the planet. What I tell you, Jay? I said, he's going to get hurt. I said, he's going to get hurt and his season's going to be ruined. And Jay was like, no, oh, why you say? I said, because my Bible doesn't lie. Didn't we have this conversation? Yeah. And I told him, I think it was a whole group of us. I said, my Bible don't lie. I said, either my Bible is the truth or LeBron James' season is wrecked. Was the season wrecked? Mm -hmm. The Bible says that. Amen? Okay. Somebody looking like, ooh. <laughs> no, that, that really happened. Look at you, he getting scared. You want to come to the altar, you missed your chance earlier. Come on. Come on. <laughs> That's a true story, though. That really happened because, I mean, as soon as somebody starts saying those kind of things or talking or referring to themselves as great, I turn the hourglass over because my Bible is true. I believe, how many of you believe the Bible? The Bible said if any man exalts himself, God is going to abase him. said pride cometh before a fall and a haughty heart before what? Once you start feeling yourself, you're going down. The second definition, this is going to be a long message. <laughs> the second definition, modest, as it, you know, as it um, relates to an amount, rate, or level, it's relatively moderate, limited, or small, not excessively large, elaborate, or expensive. So when folks get big houses and stuff, they want to upload it on the internet so everybody can see the big house. They rate houses, they have to put the square footage. Why you got to put the square footage of your house on that? You're not modest. They get a car and want to park it in the handicap. You ain't handicap. Just want it up front. You're not modest. And number three, when it relates to the woman, dressing or behaving so as to avoid. Y'all, this is Webster. Was Webster full of the Holy Ghost? Listen to this. <laughs> dressing or behaving so as to avoid impropriety or indecency. Especially, look at somebody say especially. Especially to avoid attracting sexual attention. It's not revealing or emphasis. See, it don't have to be revealing. It can still be emphasizing the figure. You a woman and you married and here, your husband should be the only person you emphasize your figure to. Don't come in the church emphasize it we don't need that in here we get it enough on the internet we get it enough on every movie every tv show every magazine why are you sexy in church 
We just, I mean, come on now. I've been very relaxed on this subject. I've been chilling in the cut. <laughs> waiting on the Lord to say, okay, it's time. Look at somebody and say, it's time. It's time, man. We got to get, we're going to have to get the older women, start sending folks home. Yeah, I mean, with, of course, with me and my wife's approval. You don't you send nobody home because you jealous of their figure. Oh, girl, I think you need to go home because your husband looked back. My dress is longer than yours. You just need to go home. Amen, but we, some of these folks need a little talking to because you're getting a little too rambunctious in the house of the Lord at ABC. I'm not talking about nobody else. I'm talking about in here. Amen. So uh, you got to be modest when it comes to your estimation of yourself and your abilities. You got to be modest when it comes to showing off things and how big and expensive and all those kind of things. And then you have to be modest as far as how you're dressing to keep the wrong eyes from looking at you. Your lack of amen in me won't stop me. Okay, I find you think you've been. Things are changing here. Hey man, if you gaining weight, you don't, don't you know you got to buy new clothes? Don't you know that comes with it? If you're bigger than you were two years ago when you bought it, you got to retire it. That's why we have the swap. That's why we have the swap. Especially if there's no chance of you ever getting that size again. Some people, there's no chance. Zero chance. And so you need to just... Retire that and get something bigger. Some stuff you can't let you you can't let it out. It's already out. <laughs> hey, see, this is an old school message. Y'all looking at me crazy. I grew up here in this. I mean, this was every fifth Sunday. Every fifth Sunday, when the women got up, oh man, young girls would be embarrassed, quit church, and become Hebrew Israelites. What? They used to be that hardcore, so. But we, we're not going to do that, but we definitely want you watching yourself. Amen, so we can keep a church environment here. We ain't having a pool party <laughs> at the church picnic. And we don't want to see you at a pool party online. Because if you're dressing all provocative and stank online, you come in here, we remember you coming in covered up, but we remember what it looked like when it was stained and out. You got kids. If I didn't see them, I'd know you got kids. <laughs> Man, there ain't nothing wrong with having kids. That's what you were put on earth to do. That's your creation role. Have them kids. But you can't remain a kid if you having kids. Amen. Amen. Things have changed. First slide. <laughs> I told y'all it's going to be long. In order for a woman to be submissive to her husband, she must be modest in her estimation of herself. Who's clapping? Clap louder. Because that was good. Like, how are you ever going to submit if you think you bombed? You can't submit if you think you, if you think you the stuff and you a goddess. I 
I just don't submit. Amen. And y'all quit calling y'all. Say, you know, we don't use them kind of words to describe ourselves as Christians. We ain't no goddesses, divas. Diva and goddess is the same thing. You don't, don't be online talking stupid like that. These husbands, boy, you are, if you see your wife talking stupid like that, I mean, won't you just disable her account? Are you that out of control of the affairs of your home that your wife is that out of control? Good graces, she embarrassing all of us with the ABC shirt on talking about she a goddess. That's some ignorant foolishness. Ephesians 5 and 22. Wives, submit yourselves unto your what? Own husbands. How? The way you submit to the Lord, you submit to your husband. How you going to do that and you a, you, you a black queen? How you going to do that and you the, you, you the goddess? You, how you going to do that? How are you going to submit? You're not submitting to the Lord if you're a goddess. He said, I have no other gods before me, gods and goddesses. But if you're going to submit to your husband, then you, you have to reduce all of that foolishness that you see yourself and you let society pump you up because you have this achievement or this achievement or whatever. You ain't the bomb. And if you don't believe it, life's going to teach it to you. Our society teaches that women see themselves as great or desire greatness like Eve did in the garden. But the Bible teaches that we must all do what? We must do what? Humble ourselves. Genesis 3 and 6. And when the woman saw, now this is Eve. She saw that the, it was good, uh, the, the tree was good for food. And then it was pleasant to the eyes. And then a tree to be desired to make one wise or better. She took thereof and did eat. Against God's command, she desired to be better, appear better. And so she disobeyed God and then led her husband into the same disobedience. That's, that's not being, that's the opposite of being submissive. Because she didn't submit to God, she couldn't submit to her husband. When women become mothers, they must learn to deflect. Look at somebody say deflect. Get it off me. That's deflection. Deflect their own accolades and attention and route it to the upbringing of their children as well as their husbands. Yeah. Why are you having children and still trying to be the bomb? Why did you have them? Why do you want all the attention and you got children? What is wrong with you? When you have the children, you have to deflect all the accolades. No, no, I have to sow this into my family now to build my children up and to keep my husband satisfied. That ought to make you say, if you're not satisfied with that, something is wrong with you. There's a demon living in your chest that's making you want accolades and someone to notice you. Or your husband is not properly covering you. Proverbs 22 and 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, what's going to happen? He would not depart from How are you going to train a child up in the way they should go and you ain't going the way you should go? The, a modest mother is not concerned about people's opinions of her. A modest mother is not concerned about people's opinion of her. In other words, you're not going to rate 
a modest mother on how she looks and make her feel bad because she's not living up to your standards. That doesn't concern her. As long as her family is intact, she's fine. That's where her esteem comes from, a modest mother. She is guarded by the opinions of her husband and her children. She's guarded. Her husband, you're supposed to guard your wife with your opinion of her. And the children, seeing the children are taken care of. That ought to make you feel good. When you uploading selfies and your child is boo-booed everywhere and nose all snotty, stinking, and you up just... <laughs> Let's get the wide shot of the rest of the house. Looking like Sanford and Son in there. That's what I'm saying. Everything just, just crazy. You know you keep the shots close. <laughs> Oh, none of the background in the house a mess. Children running around looking just tore up. Yeah, you ought to feel like you're not doing a good job. Remember when we was at the old church, boy, and this brother had, you know, he had, they had several kids or whatever, and he walked in with these shoes on, very, very expensive Jordans on. This is at the old building. Very expensive Jordans on. Walked in there, and his kids be dressing, looking like they, look like they just made all the kids' clothes. Walking I said, man, you need to take them shoes back. I said, don't you buy no shoes like that. You got one income, and your kids, you look, they all dressed all ragged or whatever. You, won't you do for them first? I said, you look dumb. I told him, you look dumb. He left the church, too. <laughs> Offended. Gone. You look stupid. When we was raising, man, my wife would tell you, when we was raising our kids, I had two pair of shoes. Sneakers and dress shoes. When Vicky and Lionel was little, sneaker and dress shoes. Amen. I, went, I, I wasn't rocking the fresh kicks like I do now. I, I, took, I waited. And I did for my kids. Made sure they had. Amen. Could barely afford it. Once a year, it just could barely afford it. But once a year, I'd buy my wife a nice purse. Once a year, work up all year just so at least once a year she could have a nice purse. Now she can have as many purses as she wants with whoever's name she wants. Right now it's SpongeBob purse. She can carry any purse, any purse she wants. She got the bikini, rocking the bikini bottom today. What is this? <laughs> she can wear whatever she wants now, but I waited. Am I telling the truth? I waited. I didn't care what people said about my shoes at the time. Man, I'm trying to get these kids. I'm raising kids. I look back at some of them old pictures. Man, I I was good times. I was Michael Evans. Them clothes I was wearing. But that's why, hey, it didn't matter. As long as my kids look good. Man, I I didn't have nothing to wear. When I shot the first Truth Behind Hip Hop, they had to buy me an outfit to wear, didn't they? They bought me an outfit to wear. I, I couldn't even afford to buy my own outfit to shoot that first video. It's like, man, we're buying. They paid to get my hair cut, everything. Do you need us to come pick you up? <laughs> Brother, you just... <laughs> I'm just trying to make it, man. I got these hungry kids. 
So I did what I had to do, and I didn't care what people thought. Wasn't nobody coming messing with my contentment? Man, please. And I mean, I had millionaires coming to my house and coming to my one-bedroom apartment and talking about me. Quit. All them guys at the time were big time. They come to my house, man, look at what, look how you live it. I'd be like, look how I'm living, brother. I know what. <laughs> well, living. <laughs> I know one thing. <laughs> Let me move on. <laughs> but I didn't care, man. I just wasn't going. No, I didn't have to just, I, I didn't have to do that if I, I wanted my kids to have what they needed. And I wanted my wife to have what she needed. I'm qualified to preach this message, just in case you didn't know. But a modest mother is not concerned about people's opinions of her. She's guarded by the opinions of her husband and her children. Proverbs 31 and 28. Her children arise up and do what? Call her blessed. Her husband also. Call her blessed. And he does what? Praises her. Man, if he's praising her, she don't need the praise of strangers. Amen. When folks are out of control on the internet, something is out of control in the house. It's deeper than that. When they are praised, she is praised. Her aspirations and goals are all where? In them. She is modest in her desire to be lifted up or celebrated. Proverbs 31, 25. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. So it may take a little while for you to rejoice because you're working on stuff. The internet is raising up a generation of mothers that choose the likes of strangers over the satisfaction of their own husbands and children. It ain't just mothers, it's just women, period. Amen. Just, I mean, look and say, why are you on the internet puckering your lips and taking all them over? I mean, what's that look for? Why are you on the internet looking like... Are you... Why are you looking like that <laughs> on the internet? Suggestive looks. <laughs> I mean, I, I would feel some kind of way if my wife was out in public like that. I would feel, I mean, any men in here know what I'm talking about? I'd feel some kind of way if other men was looking at my wife looking at them like that in photo. <laughs> It's just a photo shoot, you know. We got no, nah, that ain't just no photo shoot. Nah, you looking some kind of way in that photo. You pouting your pucking your lips out. Some of them don't even have lips yet. <laughs> Put them wheat thins back in. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Use all that lipstick. <laughs> But just, I mean, look at that, you know, showing their arms and uh, the, the, the spaghetti strap fell down and they still just living like that. Take a bit. What are you doing? You're supposed to be saved? You're supposed to be a Christian? And y'all, I'm talking about pastor's wives. I met with a pastor and had to check him on his wife. And I said, brother, your wife is out of control. You know she is. <clears throat> well, you know, now I ain't no well. She out of control online. Trying to look cute and sexy and appealing to everybody. Brother, what do, you, what do you think you're raising up in the church if the one that's supposed to be setting the example is looking like that? 
That's why I go back to the old mother setting the bar high because they felt like they were responsible for the next generation. So if you're the pastor's wife, do you know what you letting in your church? You're going to have a bunch of young girls looking like sluts and a bunch of homosexuals. Them homosexuals love that makeup. I don't know why. I still don't know why. Why? Anybody know? <laughs> why do they do that? They like to be in there and they like commenting on it. Oh, oh girl, them eyelashes is, oh, they lit. They, they on fleek. Dude, you a man. Why you looking at, why, why you rating eyelash lengths? These folk crazy, man. But I mean, that's the, you're setting the standard. If you're in leadership, you're the bar. So if you pucker in on the internet, Guess what you opened? Guess what gate you opened up in the church? The gate of lust. You're gonna have a lot of sexual perversion in your church. And eventually in your house. Hey Amen. And this is not an archaic message. I'm this is not old school. This is the truth. It's the biggest struggle in the African American community is lust and immorality. And now we have a bunch of unwanted kids. And now they're acting out. They're the fruit of disobedience. The Bible calls them the children of disobedience. Because somebody was being immoral. Mothers are becoming lovers of their own selves. 2 Timothy 3 and 6. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive. What kind of women? That's what's on the internet. A bunch of silly women laden with sins. The more they sin, the sillier they get. And they open themselves up and let the devil use them. Woman that's not properly covered, they all going to do the same thing. They all going to do the same thing. It's, if you're not properly covered, your life's going to turn to witchcraft. You're going to start doing something demonic because you're not properly covered. My wife brought me a, a picture of this lady we used to know. She's a pastor now. and She, she got Nipsey Hussle's mural on her Instagram. And she's sitting in front of it. Oh, this is amazing. She's a pastor. Female pastor, which is not in the Bible. So you uncovered. You're already in disobedience. So you got to do everything. There's no stopping a woman that's not covered. Can I preach in here? It's in your nature. It's in your nature. That's what happened to Eve. It's in her nature to be inquisitive. I broke all that down in the, in the video. Y'all remember that, right? You're going to be curious. You're going to be, you're going to go. It's just going to happen. You have to be guided by the leadership of a man. That's the father's job. But the father can only go so far. Then he got to give the girl to a man. And then it's his job. And if that man don't cover her, she's going to do the same thing. The woman's going to always progress to that. If not properly covered. That's why the Bible said if she's praying to prophesying, she has to have power on her head. They're led away with diverse lust. So they're silly women laden with sin and then they're led away with what? Diverse lust. I mean anything. They're the ones promoting Nipsey and Kanye. It's the silly women. Oh Lord goddess and moon and sun and just all this old weird stuff they wearing it the onks and just the sage and the, they doing all of this stuff that used it used to be centralized in 
New Orleans. It was centralizing New Orleans, the black voodoo. And then the Santeria was up in New York area, the Dominicans and stuff, right? <laughs> Amen. And so you had those, both of those kind of witchcraft, and both of them were infused in Catholicism. Y'all know that, right? Catholicism really birthed both of those. And so it used to be centralized, then Katrina came and blew it everywhere. I mean, came and just like a, like, <laughs> flung it all over. Now it's all over the internet. And folks don't even know what they're getting into. Doing a little bit at a time. Oh, see, if you take this little healing potion, it's going to make you, you know, you put this between your toes, and then you put a sock on. And then you sit Indian style and just wait. I mean, you don't know what you're doing. You think you just, oh, well, that's just, no, that's a ritual. Folks are doing rituals and don't even know it. Had somebody that was at the Met Gallery, uh, Met Gala. I said gallery, gala. And you know the Met Gala is a ritual. But before they come out there wearing the stuff, they go in the back and they're drinking blood and semen mixtures. For real! I'm talking about it in my next video. I just have to save that. That's so out there. And you're just looking at, ooh, look what she got on, ooh, look what she got And have no idea you're watching Satan worship at its highest level. The highest level. Those weren't clothes, those are costumes. I don't know when we thought it was just safe to embrace the lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Why did we think it was just safe to embrace the celebrities? Somebody sent me a video of T.D. Jakes, his old jive self, on stage with Common, and Common is doing a spoken word. Common does not believe Jesus is the Christ, and he believes the black man is God, and he's in your bosom quoting a poem. You know, any celebrity, any man that is even pitching with Jakes is going to be in his bosom. He's going to pull him close. You know that, right? What is common doing talking, addressing your congregation? A false God worshiper? Because he's in movies? They're making it too easy for the devil. A modest mother does not dress or make herself up to tempt others. But we're not going to have that culture here at ABC. We ain't trying to show off our bodies and stuff. Amen? Definitely not trying. You're not coming here to tempt anyone. If we feel like you're trying to tempt somebody, we're going to talk to you about it. Because I know we got a young congregation and some of y'all are just now blossoming. But some of it we got to pull back. We got to reel it on back now. That's not appropriate for church. But we have some great mothers here, so, you know, most of your mother's going to pull your card before you get here. But just in case they miss something, we're going to, amen, we're going to intercept. Amen, because we're going to keep this a church. That's why schools went to uniforms. You can't trust this generation to dress. You used to trust their mama to make sure, and the mama's a scoochie. Grandma in the club. <laughs> What's <laughs> Grandma was throwing up Westside. <laughs> A modest mother does not dress to make herself 
or dress herself up to tempt other people, looking to slay or bring men under her power. That's what slay means, to bring men under her power. Y'all need to quit saying that. I'm a slave at night. You're not bringing men under your power. Come on. You just can't do and say everything the world does. Because some of that stuff is attached to spirits. And men, you shouldn't let your wife talk like that. Who you slaying? You ain't slaying me, so who you slaying? Looking to slay or bring men under your power or your allure is sinful and not becoming of a what? A Christian. It's just not. Proverbs eleven twenty two. Like a gold ring and a pig snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. Modesty in dress and behavior come from the covering of a husband or father. Ooh, I'm, I see. Amen. You see, I put it back on the men. Okay, women, you can relax. <laughs> he is the protector and should guard the beauty and allure of his wife and daughter. Right? Amen. If, when she's in your house, when she's your daughter, you got you to gotta watch her. You got to check it before it passed the door. Where you going? Put some old clothes on. Put some more clothes on. And then when she get married, that's on, that's on her husband at that point. And he's supposed to say, put some more clothes on. Or she should look at herself and say, you know, this is kind of inappropriate. This is making my husband look whack. Because that's how your husband look. When you come show up to church sexy, your husband look like trash. And we all talking about it. All of us. We gathered in a circle until you walk up. Then we change the subject. See what his wife had on? Boy, he must be a jive turkey for his wife to be on the internet looking like that. Puckering. And then looking to see how many people like it. Hearten it. 1 Corinthians 11 and 10. For this cause ought women to have what? Power on the head because of why? Spirits, man. It's going to always, women, y'all just pick those spirits up because you're a nurturer. You, you, you were designed to be sensitive like that. God made you that way, but he said you need power on your head. So you need a father, and then you need a husband to protect you from that. This ministry kind of serves to protect some of you while you're in that waiting stage or whatever, that, that, that middle stage or whatever. But for the most part, you got to make sure that's power on your head before you start doing spiritual works. That's what the praying and prophesying represents. Doing spiritual workings. You got to be protected because you're too sensitive. You're going to pull something down. I told y'all that before. That's why men don't work crystal balls and tarot cards. You ain't never seen no dude throwing tarot cards down. They don't read those. They're not sensitive enough. That's a woman. Women that seek attention and accolades from their beauty or bodies are vainglorious. They're sinners. These desires are not of God and will always lead to what? Sin or the sin of others. Always. Philippians 2 and 3. Let nothing be done without, oh, nothing be done through strife or what? Vain glory. But we got to esteem ourselves better. How are you slaying and esteeming yourself less than someone else? Slaying mean I'm the best one in the room. I'm looking better than everybody. All eyes on me. The Bible said, don't do that. That's vainglory. Summary. Ooh, this was good. Should have uploaded this on YouTube. 
One of the main reasons that mothers today are still behaving like young single women is because they are not being taught, oh my goodness, God showed me this, and I mean, I just said amen. Not being taught by the older seasoned women how to adorn themselves and love their husbands and children more than their own goals and dreams. That's not in the church anymore. You know why? Because women are now teaching men in the church. Women are teaching the men. They want to become ministers. They want to wear a collar. They want a cross. They want a robe. They want to preach to the men. Because of what happened in their childhood and how men hurt them. They want revenge. They don't want to do what God said. They are totally missing the order that God has spoken for the church. Older women are not to teach men in the church, but are commanded to teach what? The younger women. This practice is missing. The issue in the church right now, you go to most of these churches, especially the smaller ones, ain't no young people there. And the young girls that are there all got babies. Because the woman is waiting for fifth Sunday so she can get up and preach to the congregation. And that's not what God said. Well, brother, you see, <laughs> you, you talk about Paul, see, now that was Paul said that. Paul said everything. What Bible are you using? You don't believe the New Testament? Paul wrote more than half of it. This practice is missing in our church. The example of modesty, commitment, and especially submission are not present in the church. How can a woman that is ruling over and teaching men spiritual things even be submissive to a husband? She can't submit to her husband if she's teaching other men spiritual things. That means she knows what to teach him too. She knows what she, she's slaying everything and everybody. She's authorized to teach the men in the church. She's authorized to teach you a thing or two. Most pastors' wives today are either commanding males in the church or uploading seductive photos of themselves online for likes and views. Modesty is not even discussed anymore. Many women that are teaching celibacy to young ladies are dressed provocatively or made up excessively to tempt men. You teaching young girls how to be celibate, but you dress like a whore. Tempt them, just don't give them none. Is that, is that the message you're sending? Husbands and fathers are at fault for the wanton behavior of these women. It is the job of the father to not pimp his daughter by allowing her to go out looking too tempting. And it is the duty of the husband to build his wife's esteem to the point to where she doesn't need the eye approval of strangers. It is the will of God for the older women in the church to set their attention to the younger ones when it comes to being modest mothers. Scripture tells us, 1 Timothy 2 and 9, in like manner also that women adorn themselves in what? Modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair or golds or pearls or costly array, but which become uh, women professing godliness with good work. So what he's saying is he's not saying you can't fix yourself up. So don't go dry up and be a raisin next week. Hey, man, that's not what I'm saying. And folks that misunderstand this, this has to be rightly divided. He's saying let the inside be fixed before you adorn the outside because the inside will judge the outside. So if we fix hoochie on the inside, 
inside, then you won't dress hoochie on the outside. That's what he's saying. If we can address why you want men gawking at you, then you won't need men to gawk at you. We can address who you kissing at online with your poses and who you staring at. All them looks and them selfies. If we can address why you need so many selfies, your phone is full, your husband's phone is full of pictures of you, everybody in your neighborhood's phone is full. Your page, your Instagram, all of it's full. of. If we can address why you need that kind of attention, then you won't need that kind of attention. That's what he's saying right here. Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. Uh-oh. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to assert authority over the man, but to be in silent when it comes to these spiritual things. Just let the man handle it. For Adam was first formed, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing. Meaning, God said, man, I can even help her in childbearing if she continues in faith and charity. And what? And what? Holiness with sobriety. Everyone stand to your feet. Yes, man. It was good. I don't, I don't care what you think. I hear them little stale claps. I don't... <laughs> Yep, you got to go home. Yeah, you got to go online as soon as you get home. And when you're coming in here, man, we're going to keep this real in here, y'all. We, I mean, we don't want to be preaching all this truth and then everybody looking crazy. Folks still trying to get attention. You know, Will Ford, he told me that the other day we were talking, and he was like, man, it's so funny how people come into your life and they want your platform and want to be famous even though you preach... The platform is built on not being famous. Like the whole undercurrent of EX Ministries is avoiding fame and folks trying to get fame from preaching about avoiding fame. (laughs) It's ridiculous. But that's how bad people need attention because something went wrong in their childhood. They didn't get something. Something happened. They want to be seen. want somebody to recognize them. Want somebody to set eyes on them. Want somebody to desire them. That's not right. So we got to get this stuff fixed because we don't, want that, we don't want that going on in here. We want this to be a safe environment. Amen? We don't want a bunch of screwing and junk going on in the church. Lustful men hitting on women and you can't get out the door. Y'all, I've been to churches like that. Every week somebody getting up and confessing. Oh, yeah, I slept with brother so-and-so. Yeah, he over there. What? <laughs> but we don't, we don't want that in here. Amen? From the teens, from the kids, from, from when Sister Amy got them and when uh, Evelyn got them to the time they get to Jermaine, whatever, we preaching this stuff right here. Amen. We'll send your daughter home if she ain't dressed right. We'll, see your son, we'll send your son back to you if he ain't talking right. We're keeping these rules. Amen? Amen. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you for your truth. God, we thank you for the wonderful mothers you've given us here at ABC. We thank you, Lord, for these women that are willing to hear the truth uncut and unedited. 
God, just like your word said, they could go and heap upon themselves a teacher. They can go as silly women and just uh, let be taken advantage of just so someone can pump them up and make them think they're the bomb, whatever the case. But they choose to come here and hear the truth uncut and unedited so that their lives can be fixed and their issues can be addressed. I thank you for that quality of woman that you've sent here. And I thank you for the quality of men that you sent, Lord, to cover and protect them, Father God. We just thank you for your word, but we want to apply all of it. We don't want to leave this part out and accept this other part. We want all of it, God. So however it hits us, however hardcore it is, we want to adhere to it and be pleasing in your sight in this last day. In Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.